Welcome to the Jack Journey Podcast, where it's all about confidence, courage, and style. Get ready to escape ordinary and be extraordinary. Are you tired of standing in your own way? Feel like your dreams are just out of reach because something inside you keeps holding you back. Well, the great news is you are not alone and you don't have to stay stuck in that same unproductive rut. Imagine this, waking up in the morning and feeling totally in control of your day. Envision achieving your goals without that invisible weight dragging you down. Think about your relationships flourishing. Imagine your career or business taking off without all of those inexplicable setbacks. That's not a fantasy. It can be your future. And it starts with understanding and overcoming self-sabotage. Today, we'll dive into the psychology behind self-sabotage, unravel the reasons, learn how to recognize the triggers, and most importantly, learn how to stop doing it and get out of our own way. I've got a seven-step scientifically backed roadmap to help you break free from self-sabotage and self-defeat. It is so important to deal with this because a lot of times your dreams aren't far-fetched or unattainable. They just feel that way. It's time to get off the hamster wheel because the only person who's stopping you is you. So let's unpack the roots of self-sabotage, causes, effects, the science behind it. And you might think it's all about low self-esteem or poor discipline, but let's take a closer look into the psychology, neuroscience, and maybe even a bit of philosophy. One of the big causes, fear of failure and fear of success. Some studies say that up to 70% of people have felt imposter syndrome at some point in their lives. I think it's probably more than that. This fear of being a fraud can lead to self-sabotage as a way of protecting ourselves from that potential failure or even potential success. Another cause, perfectionism, particularly among college students. If we aim for perfection and fear anything less, we might start procrastinating or even give up before we give it a good go. Another cause, childhood conditioning. Ever heard of attachment theory? Well, how we relate to others, including ourselves, can be traced back to childhood. This insecure attachment can create self-doubt, leading to, you guessed it, self-sabotage. Another big cause, control. It's paradoxical, but self-sabotage can actually be a form of control. If we believe something won't work out, we might sabotage it to make the failure feel within our control. It's kind of like being the director of your own tragedy. Now, those are some of the causes. Let's talk about the effects of self-sabotage. In your personal life, Self-sabotage is basically stealing your joy. It might manifest as procrastination, broken relationships, or that feeling of constant dissatisfaction. You know what I mean? In your professional life, some of the effects, maybe you feel like there's an invisible anchor dragging you down. You might find yourself avoiding promotions, missing deadlines, or constantly feeling that overwhelm. And another effect, health. That's right. Self-sabotage can also affect your health. A research article in the Journal of Behavioral Medicine found that self-sabotage can lead to increased stress and anxiety, and that can contribute to all kinds of ailments. There are far-reaching effects on many aspects of your life, but this complex psychological phenomenon can be understood and, more importantly, can be overcome. 
But in order to overcome it, we need to know what we're up against. So let's dive into the seven step roadmap to stop self-sabotage. Step one, identifying personal patterns of self-sabotage. When you feel like you're your own worst enemy or find yourself dodging opportunities, shying away from challenges, start to shine a light on that. Those actions, recognize them. When you start procrastinating, when you play down your abilities, or when you avoid stepping out of your comfort zone, really pay attention to that and start seeing the patterns. Because once you can spot them, that's half the battle. Acknowledging and identifying personal patterns of self-sabotage is basically like finding the key to unlocking your potential. Because by pinpointing the specific behaviors and triggers, you can create your own personalized roadmap to success. Because once you see the pattern, you can't unsee it. You have the knowledge. This awareness alone can be the first step in breaking free from the vicious cycle of self-sabotage. So how do you identify the personal patterns? Well, there are a few really effective ways. One of them that I love is journaling, writing down your actions, feelings, and thoughts, because then it helps you see some patterns. Journaling is like having a conversation with your subconscious mind. You can also ask for feedback. Sometimes we need an outside perspective. Just be sure to ask someone you trust who's honest and compassionate. Another great tool, mindfulness and meditation. Practicing mindfulness can be very revealing and extremely therapeutic. Another great tip is to set a goal and watch yourself. Pick a goal, pay attention to how you approach it. Do you procrastinate? Do you doubt yourself? Observing your behavior here towards a specific goal can help you see some of your overall self-sabotage patterns. And if none of this is really helping, consult a professional. It may feel overwhelming. Consult a psychologist or a counselor. They most definitely can help. They have all the tools and expertise to guide you. Now that you know how to identify your patterns, let's move on to number two. Number two, identify your triggers. The primary goal of identifying triggers is to discover the specific situations, thoughts, emotions, or even people that provoke your self-sabotaging behaviors. Understanding these triggers helps us to be more proactive and intervene before it's too late, ultimately giving us greater control over these patterns. You can use some of the same tools to recognize triggers that we use to recognize patterns, like create a triggers section in your journal. Write down when and where these triggers occur. What's your emotional state and what self-sabotaging behavior did you actually do? What followed? Then you can analyze patterns. Look for trends. Do certain situations repeatedly cause you to self-sabotage? Then develop a trigger plan. You want to plan for how you're going to respond the next time this particular trigger arises. It could include breathing exercises, positive affirmations, or seeking support from a friend. Again, seek professional help if needed, because some triggers can be really deep-rooted and complex, and you may want a professional to help you understand and manage your triggers. But I do want you to not ignore or deny your triggers, because avoiding them only prolongs the problem. I also don't want you to overgeneralize the triggers. You have to be really specific about what truly provokes your self-sabotage. And lastly, don't blame others for triggers. Ownership is essential. Blaming others is just another form of self-sabotage. You know, research shows that recognizing triggers is essential for lasting behavior change. So please do this. Understanding what sets off self-sabotage is going to help cope. It's going to help you build resilience 
and it's going to help you strengthen your ability to navigate challenges more successfully. As Tony Robbins said, identify your problems, but give your power and energy to solutions. Number three, challenge your inner critic. This step is all about recognizing and confronting the internal voice that promotes self-doubt and self-sabotage. I hate it. Your inner critic often echoes your fears and insecurities, and that gets in the way of your growth and success. Challenging this internal voice is a crucial step in breaking free from self-sabotage. So here's some steps you can take. First, identify specific criticisms. What does your inner critic say a lot? Write it down. And then analyze the source. Why does your inner critic say these things? Are there past experiences in your life that are feeding into these thoughts? Maybe things that particular people have said. Also, never forget to practice self-compassion. Treat yourself with the kindness you'd show someone you care about. As Brene Brown once said, talk to yourself like you would to someone you love. So don't surrender to the inner critic. Don't accept the inner critic's voice as truth and don't over-identify with it. Remember, you are not your thoughts. Number four, replace self-limiting thoughts with positive affirmations. I love this. The goal of this step is to shift the mental paradigm from self-limiting beliefs that foster self-sabotage to empowering affirmations that are going to promote growth and success. It's all about reprogramming your subconscious mind to align with your personal goals and aspirations. Some actionable steps, create a thought log in your journal. Note these self-limiting thoughts when they happen, then analyze and understand them. Why are you having these thoughts? What is their origin? And that's going to help you craft some specific positive affirmations. So for every self-limiting belief, create a positive affirmation that resonates with you. So for example, if your inner critic is constantly telling you that you're not worthy, create an affirmation that states, I am worthy. Incorporate affirmations into your daily routine. So important. Repeat them in the mirror, write them in your journal, create some visual reminders, and remember to always adjust and evaluate because you want to continuously review and modify them to make sure they're aligned with your growth and your current goals. But don't use generic or inauthentic affirmations. They have to resonate with you. You can't just borrow a friend's. Also, don't expect immediate results. Changing mental patterns takes time, but it is oh so worth it. Lots of studies support the effectiveness of affirmations, including research by Dr. Claude Steele that shows that self-affirmations, they help create more self-integrity and self-worth. Muhammad Ali famously said, I am the greatest. I said that even before I knew I was. What a great quote. This really captures the essence of using affirmations to shape your reality. Replacing self-limiting thoughts with positive affirmations, it's more than just a feel-good exercise. It's a transformative practice because the simple act of repeatedly affirming positive truths reshapes how you see yourself and your potential. Ultimately, it's going to influence your behavior and get you results. This step isn't about denying challenges. It's about choosing to focus on the strengths and potentials that can overcome them. Number five, visualize success. The core objective of visualizing success is to create a mental image of achieving your goals. This is so powerful. It aligns your subconscious mind with your ambitions, making them feel more attainable and more real. By mentally rehearsing success, you're cultivating a mindset that propels you forward instead of self-sabotaging. 
some actionable steps here. First, identify your goals. You have to do it clearly. Know what success looks like for you so that you can create a visualization script or journal. Write down the specifics of your success vision. Then find a quiet space for visualization. Eliminate all the distractions. And you can use guided visualization if needed. There are apps, also professionals, that can help guide you in the process. And you can also pair visualization with other practices like meditation or affirmations. And of course, evaluate and adjust as needed. As with everything else, your vision of success may evolve. So just make sure to keep it aligned with your true aspirations. You can also check out my episode on visualization for more in-depth explanation and a clear roadmap how to make the most of visualization. But don't visualize only material success. That's a great tip. You want to include personal growth, relationships, and other aspects of fulfillment. You also don't want to rush the process. Visualization requires time and focus, and you can't get discouraged if it's a little bit difficult. It might take some practice, so try to be patient and stay committed. Research in sports psychology has consistently demonstrated the benefits of visualization. Athletes using visualization have shown improved performance as the brain treats the mental rehearsal similarly to real physical practice. Isn't that amazing? Psychologists have integrated visualization into the training of Olympic athletes and tons of successful business leaders as well. Number six, set achievable goals. The primary aim of this step is to define clear, attainable, and meaningful goals that align with your values and your ambitions. Setting achievable goals provides you with some direction. It enhances your motivation and diminishes the likelihood of self-sabotage. Some easy action steps here. First, define your long-term vision. What do you want to achieve in the long run? Then you can create some short-term goals to get you there. Break the vision down into smaller, more achievable goals to keep yourself on track. And you can use lots of tools and resources here. Planners, apps, or mentors can be a huge help in tracking and achieving your goals. And of course, review and reflect. Assess your progress. Make the necessary adjustments. You have to keep yourself on track. And a support network can be really helpful here. Friends, family, or professionals can provide that encouragement and perspective that you need. Just don't set unrealistic or vague goals. It's not helpful and it can lead to a lot of frustration and demotivation. Also, don't ignore potential obstacles. Being aware of challenges is going to help you prepare for them. You also don't want to rely solely on external motivators. Internal motivation is more sustainable and reliable. Setting achievable goals is like plotting a course on a map. It provides direction, focus, and a clear path to success. By aligning goals with personal values and breaking them into manageable steps, the once overwhelming journey becomes an exciting adventure. Number seven, celebrate your progress. Regularly acknowledge and celebrate those small wins. It's going to motivate you so much. It's critical to reinforce that positive behavior. Think about Richard Branson. He says, don't forget to celebrate achievements and don't forget to have fun doing it. So to recap, Acknowledge your self-sabotage, identify your triggers, challenge your inner critic, replace self-limiting thoughts with positive affirmations, visualize success, set achievable goals, and celebrate your progress. These steps, they're like a cheat sheet for success. Use them. Imagine being more productive at work because you're no longer paralyzed by perfectionism or having healthier relationships because you've silenced the voice that says you're not worthy of love. 
the power to change is in your hands. The road to success is always under construction. Use this roadmap like a GPS. I'll see you again next time, same time, same place. Until then, that's a wrap.